0: what's up everybody you're truly back in the space back in the place once again mickey smith jr and it is that time we call it see the sound the opportunity we have on this podcast to not just uh not just talk about teaching or practices but to see the significance now when i say see the sound i'm not talking about the audible i'm talking about the internal i'm talking about that thing that we all carry in our hearts and our spirit that allows us not just to not just to teach but to not just to instruct, but to inspire. I believe that everyone's sound can either resonate or repel. So in this season, I'm reaching out to some great people in our our country, in our community, and seeing what the sound is for them, what the significance is for them, and what significance they add, not just to their classroom, but even to their am excited. I'm excited to introduce and uh, to many and and to meet, honestly, for the first time my my sister in, in the fraternity, I guess you could call it. You know, everybody knows the, the Grammy Awards. Well, they do the Music Educator Award. And uh, I am so honored to have, at the time of this recording, top 25 semifinalists, Miss Alice Soy. Welcome, welcome.
1: Thank you so much for having me. By the way, Mickey, you got bars going on tonight. So just, just say just saying put it out there like I could throw a beat on there and we got a bars so hey
0: that's what i am about we got the sound we got the sound today guys and look yes. I promise this is going to be just an amazing experience for our listeners out there you definitely want to stay tuned you don't want to miss it uh, we're going to have a blast today and you know what it is on the other side of this sound you will see the sound Once again, everybody, yours truly, Mickey Smith Jr., and this is the See the Sound podcast. And today, today, I am so excited to have my friend here with us, uh, great educator, guys. Uh, New York in the house. I, I, am I saying it right? Brooklyn, am I saying it right? Am I saying it right? Yes, Brooklyn. Come on, come on, educate me today. We got Miss <laughs> Alice Soy in the building. Alice, look, For, for I, I know about you. I am, I am intrigued. There's so much I want to unpack here and so much I want to get to know. About you and about everything that you're doing, but um, I definitely want to honor your sound today. If if you could just take a moment and and, and share with our, our our teachers a little bit about who you are. Again, I know I know you're at 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 PS five thirty two. Did I get the number right? I, I tried yes, to, new
1: bridges uh, elementary yes. new
0: bridges Elementary. and and you know how ironic you are in this season creating new bridges of opportunity for folks to connect and to collaborate and to go to that next level and I don't think it's any coincidence that that not only are you building bridges but just as that school is an arts integrated school you're integrating the art in a powerful way to help people realize who they are. so just talk to us a little bit about who you are where you're from and uh let, let's let's get to let's get to know your sound.
1: Absolutely. Well, my name is Alice Toy. My pronouns are she, her, hers, and I am from Brooklyn, New York. I'm raised here, went through the public school system here. I'm so grateful for my education from Brooklyn and I'm a first generation um, Asian American. So my parents immigrated from China and I was born here and I'm the first to be college educated in my family. So that's a lot already there. And I'm, I'm very grateful for all that my parents have done for me. And it is because my parents love for music, honestly, that I am here today. I started piano when I was four years old. We sacrificed, my parents sacrificed a lot for me to be able to take music lessons, but I also was very lucky to have music education in my public schooling. So the main reason I'm a music teacher, and actually I was just sharing the story with my fourth graders yesterday, is I was in orchestra class in sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, and just the power of creating sound and being together with my friends and making music together, even when we didn't always believe it, but our teacher believed in us. was something truly beautiful, and something that I want to create with my kids.
0: Wow! 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 I, I I can feel the spirit. I feel that love that you have not just for the not just for the profession. Not just for the, the the music, but what it can be for others. And I think that that's what's so important in this season. It's not It's not what we can do, but it's our, it's our to be, so to speak, that makes the difference. So um, there's so much in, in that right there I want to talk about. Uh, I definitely can identify with, with, with so much of what you shared, uh, not being a, necessarily a first generation uh, you know citizen of the United States or anything like that, but my parents, Um, No one really had a music background, but they had a desire to introduce things uh, to us, the children, so that our existence would be, you know, would be an improved one. Uh, Grew up in a a situation where we didn't have a lot. Uh, My dad had us at a very late age. So uh, my dad out there, he actually he actually is a, a big motivator for me with the whole idea of keep on going because he was born March 4th, 1934. And the significance of that is uh, if you look at his 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 date of birth, it says three, four, three, four. Right. And I always tell him, I'm like, you're the only dude I know that was born with a mandate. You're the only person I know that was born with a command. He was like, what are you talking about? March 4th, March 4th. Keep on going. And and to watch my dad, who had no idea about even the Grammy thing. Uh, he's born nineteen thirty four, y'all. I mean, like he, you got to understand, like j- he's just just different. When I told him I I was up for the finals, he goes, "Oh, good. So that's for your that's for your saxophone, huh?" And I was like, "No, Dad, no. It's it's not that. It's just for my teaching." And he goes, "Oh." I said, "Well, Dad, you know, it's kind of a big deal." He goes, "Oh, okay." He says, "Well, if it makes you happy, it makes me happy." And you know, and I was like. That's cool, you know? And then fast forward him being in that situation where he didn't know anything about it to seven years later when I finally did win and to watch him hold that Grammy that technically has his name on it as Mickey Smith Jr. You realize that his his great grandparents were slaves. His grandparents were sharecroppers. His mother couldn't even go to school. And now he's watching this award For his son as one of the top educators in the country it was just one of those things where it just makes you realize that the work you're doing has a significance that's greater than anything that we can see so i'm going to ask you you know what 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 is what is the significance that that you are trying to walk in and operate in in this season what is it that that teaching does for you that that allows you to see a little bit more than maybe some other people see because some folks just see i'm clocking in at eight I'm leaving at three, you know, we're just going through the curriculum, but I just like listening to you. I just feel like there's a fire and a purpose and a passion there that, that supersedes just the, the typical nine to five type mentality. What is it that, what is it that drives you? Where's what's the significance of teaching for you?
1: Well, before I even answer that question, my mom's birthday is March 4th. Also shut up. Come on. Yes. yes. <laughs> so I, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I already feel many layers of connection right there. And my dad is also born in the 1930s. He's born in 1939. So I, it is a a completely different time, just a different time, right? Um, From where we are right now. And so one thing for me that is so significant as an educator, there's so much, I would just say for the past couple of years, um, it was, it's always been really important for me to teach in Brooklyn, growing up here and being part of the community in which I, I grew up as part of, and Brooklyn is so vast. There are so many diverse cultures, different peoples, different stories, all important stories. Um, I teach in a community that is predominantly black, brown, Latinx children. Uh, yeah. And I'm not, I'm yeah. Asian American. <laughs> And for a long time, I thought that being a person of color self was enough to unite me and my students. And in ways, that's true. Um, Through my teaching career, I learned that there's so much more than just Mm -hmm. being a broad category of person of color, and each individual unique story is so important, so as I got to just learn my uh, learn about my students, get to know them, build these relationships, I just learned many more stories of life that I find are so important to bring to and through music. That uh, What is it that you want to express through music, your life story? What is it that you want to express in music that is different from what I want to express? And how is it? that your voice can share this and what does it mean also even to share your voice because for me as a kid and definitely as part of my culture it was a lot of being told what to do and being compliant and those cultural navigations are so interesting for me and also so important for our students to be able to speak to in music and I think that so often we're we're so focused on curriculum repertoire but we got to teach our kids and we got to let them teach us also who they are so that's one really big part of what i think is important and just something that i'm continuing to unpack every day because every student that i meet that is new is different and someone who i need to learn more about
0: that's good that's good um Yeah. So, so the culture thing, everybody says do it for the culture. And I (laughs) think it's so important. You got, you got to do it for the culture. Uh, You know, there's such an irony, I I think, in what I'm about to share as as a person of color, as a black man, uh, I, I, I found out early in my career that all black experiences are not the same, that, that no one culture is not monolithic in and of itself. And probably one of my most enlightening years teaching was teaching at a Title I school, and you know, I, and I'm saying this right now. What I'm about to say is because we have a lot of folks that will listen to this. Some are educators, but many are not educators. And I, I never want to get into that that habit of just dropping the educational buzzwords without giving the indication. So you know, just this is my opinion, ladies and gentlemen. Since this is my podcast. I guess I can say <laughs> what I want to say. But generally speaking, if somebody says Title One. They're basically talking about an urban school, typically a black school, typically a low, low socioeconomic uh, 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 campus uh, there. And in this situation, I was faced with kids that looked like me, but we didn't all have the same journey right so like i was fortunate i had i had mom and dad there like we didn't have everything maybe we wanted right we we definitely did without we didn't do a bunch of vacations we didn't do any vacations that i think about it just little things that folks i see now kids just doing things i try to provide for my family we didn't have but we had love and we had the things that we absolutely needed but for so many of these kids that quote unquote looked like me our journeys were so different that I had to become a student of the students. I had to really start asking myself, why is this behavior happening? I had to understand that I had to get into a headspace, not to take it personal, but to make it personal, not to take personal offense to it, uh, but but to make it a personal commitment to love that child just the way that they are, but love them enough not to leave them just the way that they are. So in your case, I am so interested in knowing. Not necessarily of any particular instances, but but of maybe um, what what is your what is your approach to that? Because I, look, let's just be honest. I already know when you walked in. When you walked in, someone was like, "I ain't gonna like her." <laughs> someone was like, what? "You don't know me." Someone was like, "Man, you know, how can you? How can you even understand? I'm not even gonna give you a chance." How do you walk into a situation where you have kids that are obviously from another world, so to speak? And you ingratiate yourself to their world, and you, you begin to get them to start thinking outside of their world to create new worlds of opportunity and vision. How do you, how does that even start?
1: Oof! How does it start? Well, I I started the program, uh, the music program at my school. So I'm part of the founding team and just the launching, the launching of the school in 2013, okay. eight years ago. And this is my ninth year teaching, and I just remember already knowing that I, one, had to prove myself as someone worthy of being accepted. Um, As the only Asian-American teacher at the school, um, or at least identifying in that way, I just felt an enormous pressure, to be really honest, um, stepping into such a space. But I also know how important music was for me as a kid and how important access to music making was. And I wanted to ensure that that was the case for everyone. And I fundamentally believe that music education, public music education is a birthright, that everyone must have access and I must ensure that whatever that means. So when I walked into the space that is now my classroom of many years, I was just thinking of how can I share the love that I have for music, and how can I understand what I already know is an innate love for music that they have? Without me even saying, like, you have to love music, right? Just seeing when you're listening to a song, just vibing with it, you're just listening, you're rocking, like, I don't need you to tell me that you love music, I can see that you do. And finding those moments, right, where it's almost unspoken, when I'm putting on a new beat, when when we're trying something new on an instrument, I think that's that new curiosity that I try to breed every day. Like yesterday I taught um, for fun a glissando on the instrument, completely unrelated to anything that we were (laughs) learning. And just the excitement of creating the sound on your string instrument was so exciting that I almost was like, oh yeah, like I don't, I'm brought back to my own moments of when I'm Uh. able to create this sound. And then when we're able to create these sounds, then those references of, oh, this sounds like this, this sounds like what? Is it sounding like the music that you're listening to? Is it sounding like an outdoor sound? Is it sounding like a New York City sound? Yeah. What is it, what is that connected to? And then finding those connections because we all have those, we all have ears where we can interpret and listen and then just follow what we want to do or make.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I, and I love, I love, Everything you said, because I think it points back to perspective. And I think so much of what we do in our classroom is a direct result of the perspective that we bring into it. Are we are we looking at what we can be and what we can do first? Are we looking at what they can do? You know, this year has taught me so much. Um, I'm going to be honest. I had to figure out my kids. I had to figure out who was in the room. And I begin to understand that at the school that I'm at, uh, it's a private school uh it is i would say that many of the students are are well to do and and they take uh they take perspectives from a uh, they have a global perspective because many of these children do travel some of them are even international where they have come here from different places uh or even they spend time in a different place for a significant amount of the year so they're just bringing a different perspective and i begin to realize that there is a a great um sense of pride for culture and culture is not always evident because that kid that i'm looking at maybe i didn't understand on our first meeting that he is of german ancestry or swedish or maybe another kid is from Af- uh, Africa, africa uh, con- uh, uh, country in africa or, or or there may be just some things that i don't see or maybe i misinterpret um, but i realized that this year has has really taught me to ins uh, it's, it's taught me that that to inspire my students. I can't rush to show them my gifts and my talents. I can't rush to show them that, but I have to show them their gifts and their talents, that the journey from their potential to their promise is really made easier when I change my perspective to see myself beyond myself. So in your case, you understand who you are, but but I would challenge you. Those that are listening today to 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 play along with us. We'll be spontaneous today. Look, Alice, I, I need you to play along with me. Yes. Alice, what we're about to do right now is I think everything you just said, and it's everything that great teaching is all about, especially when you're trying to establish a foundation of trust and, and understanding and growth. And it's this. Knock, knock. Who's there? I am. I am who? That's the question. That's the question our kids are asking us when they come into the classroom. And many times they'll ask and they won't say a word, but their presence is, is hungering for that. They wanna know I am who. And with us, we have an opportunity to, to be mirrors and windows with each and every day. Sometimes it's an opportunity for us to look within ourselves and ask, okay, I'm looking as a mirror. What can I be and what can I do for that students? But sometimes it's an opportunity to look with the lens of a window. And to be able to look past what you're going through or who you are to see a little bit more of of who they are. So I'm gonna ask you, what what are some of the greatest lessons that you've learned, either 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 window looking or mirror looking? What are some of the greatest lessons that you've learned as a teacher? Uh, let's just say in the last in the last year, and particularly uh, in, in particular with with all that's been going on in our country, we've been having civil and social unrest, you know, pandemic. You know, I mean, it sounds like plagues. I'm waiting on frogs and locusts to come flying out after a while. I mean, it's, the I heard the dinosaurs are thinking about making a comeback too. It's been, it's been bananas here lately. But what, what have you taken away from this uh, opportunity called, uh, called crisis here, here lately to learn? Well
1: also to continue the knock knock and the I am who every day my students say I am excellent in the morning and that is so important I believe as an affirmation for all students and I just um, for anyone who knows me affirmation is really important to me it's something that I learned as a teacher that I never said as a kid it's not cultural to myself and so with all of social and civil and every unrest possible there is in the world, I really believe in the power of affirmations. That's something that I have continued to learn about, continue to think is important for all of us, not just students, all teachers, everyone in the world, to be able to name like, what is something that you can affirm for yourself? What can you say for yourself? What do you believe about yourself, right? Having that internal reflection. Um, Going back to my, my experience as really an Asian person in a non-Asian space, something I just really find is important as part of my work as a music educator and I suppose part of my activism is bridging, bridging community relationships between Black and Asian people is really important to me. I think that over the past year, the day Teaching after George Floyd's murder, as well as after the insurrection, was some of the hardest teaching moments that I had to endure. But I know that I was able to create a space, a brave space, where students were able, in orchestra class at 8 a.m. in the morning on Zoom, share just their truest thoughts of why do, why do white people hate us? Why do white people not care? Why is this always happening to us? And just listening to the kids, because they don't need me to save them. They don't need me to speak for them. They need. To, they just needed the space to speak for themselves. And then I, as someone who does have power in whichever space I can, as an educator, would write to different arts organizations, advocate for arts education, speak with legislators, just be able to do what I can in my position, but without speaking for the students
0: mm-hmm.
1: and i think that's really important to know and then going back to I, i'm
0: jumping all over the place here now no, this, is, <laughs> and, this no you're right on then, it. You're right on it look back at then, church we yeah. say preach <laughs> preach you preach preaching today
1: um yeah and then something that i continue to to think about is also all the anti-asian hate that has occurred Um, and has been pervasive this isn't new it just has made mainstream media for a little bit and now it's no longer there but unfortunately is still happening and I think me being able to speak on it connected me in a way with my students that I didn't anticipate Mm -hmm. and at the same time we are all able to I hope come up with continued solutions and what you were talking about before dreaming outside of the box and as what Bettina Love and many others term as freedom dreaming, and thinking what does it look like to have this radical conversation what is really not radical it's yeah. just an a, an opportunity for communities to talk with each other to share their truest truths without feeling like they have to be policed or anything along those lines right where they not that crazy speak. that
0: that's that scene is radical you know yes. somebody somebody made a comment there's these researchers they talk about relationship building and and re- relationship restoration and uh obviously they they want people to discuss and to listen and to talk but one gentleman made the comment he said one of the most dangerous things we do each and every day is conversate it's one of the most dangerous and potentially volatile things ever because oftentimes people talk but there's not the balance of listening there's not the balance and when there's no balance no different than music. When things are out of balance, then it's no longer music. It becomes noise, and it becomes, it becomes discord. And uh, that 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 just always stuck with me. That one of the most dangerous things we do each and every day is talk. But I think it can be dangerous too because it can help shift paradigms. And and, and if 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 we are um if we are talking more, but listening even more than we're talking, then I think it creates a powerful space for people to know that they're loved, valued, and wanted. That's why I said, even when we started, like you're building, you're building bridges. Um, I just, I just have to ask, I have to ask, you know, with your activism, you know, I want to know a little bit more about that. And somebody may ask, they may say today, well, what what does that have to do with teaching? Um, I think we, I think we all need to be not just ambassadors, but activists for our students, for their, for their, for their well-being, for their way of life. Um, Like I said, for their value, you know, they have to know that that they matter. And I say this, sometimes we get so caught up on the subject matter, we forget to show the students that they matter. Like it's so critical. So, you know, being a sound adult starts with having an understanding of what you're passionate about, about what matters to you. You know, a lot of times we think activism, we think it's, we, we put it in one box. We think us, oh, it's, it's the picket sign and, you know, we're more, but but activism, you can you can be actively working towards someone's future as the pre-K teacher as the kindergarten teacher, as that first grade te- teacher who's maybe showing that kid how to write and hold that pencil properly, or, or showing them how to use their technology in a way where they can then exercise whatever gifts and talents they have. We are activists each and every day in showing that young person what's possible. And I think that every child is one sound adult away from discovering their sound of success. So. As an activist, I think that we're just opportunity providers. We're, we're value adders, but we do it in such a way that we are allowing the kids to be and to do in a way they can't do for themselves. You are the voice for those that can't speak. You are that adult that stands in the gap for that child that doesn't even know how to articulate those feelings. And that's why it's so important that you give them that space to where they can talk and where they can talk even at risk of maybe not putting it all together as eloquently and as waxed as as maybe we can but providing that space to get that out so that they can see things a little bit clearer so um you know talk to us a little bit more about um uh, you know ideally where you where you where do you envision this going what do you what are your hopes what are your dreams what are your dreams as an activist um not just even for maybe your students but but even for your community, what is what is the uh, what's the promised land for you?
1: The promised land. The promised land is vast and enriching and never ending for for my community, for me, my students, everyone around me. I think I really, I really believe with giving and amplifying students' voices that whatever my dream is is even less important than whatever their dreams are. So I might dream of a future where we do not have to protest every time that there's a murder. And that is a large dream in itself. But perhaps the even more active dream that I want um, is for when kids gather together in any creative space that Yes, the musicking happens, you know, play whatever pieces that you want to play, not saying that that's not important, it totally is. But what are the conversations that are happening before the music begins, after the music begins, when you're on lunch break, right? When you're able to talk with each other and then what can you share about each other that is personal and something that you can really learn about when you listen to someone else speaking? How are those moments then going to amplify this community, this building of multiple communities, I should say, that occurs? I just remember, or I always tell my students that when we create music together, the best music is, like you can tell from an ensemble, the best music is created when y'all just vibe with each other Mm -hmm. in real life, right? Not just like, okay, we're here to make music, but we're actually friends, we can talk about whatever we can talk about yeah just anything personal I can come to you if I have a problem that's non-musical I think that's where those those jamming parts when everyone just fit in as a puzzle I also just want I I so badly want kids to be able all kids to be able to freely discourse Mm. about race racism issues that matter to them, climate change, just there's so much in the world that's happening. And for every person who I see who is disproportionately affected by it, I don't just want you to be disproportionately affected by it. I want you to know that you can create change in whichever lane that you want. And you're right in saying that it doesn't always have to be like we're standing outside and marching, that's important too, but everyone has that channel in which they can really speak through And then how can your music speak to that as well? Mm -hmm. Because as I also always say, there's no emotion behind the music, it's just robotic, right? Where's the emotion, where's the passion that you have about this issue that you're gonna put in this music and it doesn't just have to be, it shouldn't just have to be in times of uproar and unfortunate circumstances that that occurs but rather how are you creating this abundance how are you sharing your culture in in such beautiful ways i think about yesterday when i was at school and i have now i now have a poster of shang chi and black panther next to each other yeah and there was a moment where the kids just gathered to look at that and that in itself was so powerful to me because even just for me as a as an Asian person seeing both an Asian superhero yeah. and a black superhero, like literally coexisting is Never is wild, <laughs> wild to me and incredible, right? So there's so many role models that they they can look up to, but also that they can be for each other. You don't have to be a, a Marvel superhero in order for that to happen.
0: Yeah, yeah, giving them that perspective again to see their significance. And sometimes that significance is seen uh, in the in the eyes of a teacher that cares. Sometimes that significance is seen in a poster that reflects uh, an ideal or a, a superhero that 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 we aspire to be. Sometimes that significance is found in a shared experience called a song, where people who again maybe wouldn't have any opportunity to have any type of uh, discussion or connection now music is this powerful. It's uh, this powerful bridge that brings people together who would have no other opportunity to connect. And music also connects them to ideas and, and and perspectives that, honestly, they couldn't go. I always like to say art decorates space, but music decorates time. It communicates, it transforms the mind, it can take you back to places in your in your life and we see so many times how a song will trigger back a memory but a song can bring you to an emotion it can bring you to a place it can reflect an ideal that that words would fail to even describe and i think that this is a beautiful opportunity we give our kids each and every day with this powerful powerful subject matter we call music uh that we call art that we call movement and i i call it the encore you know you know alice we got the core curriculum but i think the encore. It's powerful, too, because and that's look and, and all my math teachers and science teachers don't don't roll your eyes on me right now. You may be listening, but hear this. <laughs> the core is the brick. It's the brick. And I, and I don't want to take anything away from it. If we're building the building that is called their future and their their potential and their promise. If we're building that, then we have to have something substantial. And yes, the core curriculum is substantial. But like any building, I, I, I'm I'm from the Bayou State. I'm from Louisiana. So so down here, there's hurricane season. You show me a building, show me a brick building that has just brick and no mortar. I'm going to tell you, you need to evacuate, right? So the encore, the, the, those, those enriching opportunities in music and art and movement, those are the things that create that, that bond, that glue, that thing that holds those bricks together. So it's not a competition, it's a collaborative, no different than music. And that's what we want you to see today, that, that what brings us together are the things that bring us together. And the things that bring us apart are are actually, usually it's a misunderstanding and it's a a failure to see the significance. Uh, It's rarely the thing at all. It's usually it's usually on us and our inability to see what really matters. So look, look, today, before we get out of here, we're going to take a quick pause and we're going to come back and look, look. Folks that listen, y'all know what's up right now. It's 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 time we challenge our folks not to just don't just talk about it, be about it. We talk about being the sound. So in this in this next segment, this short segment, we're gonna we're gonna throw you a little curveball, Alice. We're gonna we're gonna put you on the hot seat today. We're gonna we're gonna see how sound you are, so to speak, and uh and then we'll we'll, we'll take it out from there. So guys, look, if you're enjoying it right now, hang tight. And uh, and we appreciate your uh, attention on this episode of See The Sound. We'll be right back. Mic check, one, two, one, two. Mic check, one, two, one, two. Hey, what's up, everybody? Yours truly, Back in the Space. Once again, Mickey Smith Jr. And we are at that point where we're talking about what it means to be sound, guys. So look, Alice. I'm, I'm going to put you on the hot seat. We're going to have the sound right. check right now. So so I'm going to give you four ideas, and I want you to tell me uh, from those four statements how you actionably do them every day. And it's, it's like rapid fire. So it's like, it's like quick, it's quick. We're going to try to do it like two-minute drill. And uh, once we do this, I, I always feel like it's a powerful opportunity for folks to see themselves and to see their sound in a fresh, powerful way. So sound is an acronym. It stands for See Yourself Beyond Yourself operate in optimism and excellence. These are things we do daily. Utilize all available resources. Nourish relationships. And finally, D, don't stop. Keep on going. So here we go. You're on the hot seat. I'm gonna, give you like, I'm gonna give you like 10 seconds on each one to like share with us how you actionably do this because this is something I do every morning. I get up and I tell myself, I am going to see myself beyond myself by doing. So in your case, see yourself beyond yourself. How does that look for you?
1: Find a kid that has never touched an instrument before and have them play any sound.
0: Ooh, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. So it's not even about having the perfect sound. It's about giving them that opportunity to experience it. And that's hard for band directors and choir directors and music teachers because we want to be perfect, but sometimes it ain't about you. Sometimes it's about that kid in that moment having that opportunity. Okay. You, you one for one. That's good. You got 1,000. That's good. I'll give you that one. I told you all, America. I told you all. She's good. All right. Here we go next. Oh, operate in optimism and excellence daily.
1: Activate student voice by allowing them to create their own affirmations for that day. Ooh
0: okay okay look she, <laughs> she play, i'm here cooking with gas today propane or something i don't know that's good okay so i like that the affirmations that's so powerful because not only are you giving them the space to see better and be better but you're also giving them the tools because as they do it now you give a man a fish she'll eat for a day Teach him the fish mm-hmm. to never go hungry That's a good one. I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. Okay, here we go. Here we go. So we got See Yourself Beyond Yourself, Operate in Optimism and Excellence. U stands for Utilize All Available Resources.
1: Ask my fifth graders to help the younger students at school with anything that they need.
0: World. Sound 180 educators. Listen, don't let them fool you. Child labor ain't bad. Come on, she just told us we can put the <laughs> kids to work. That's what, I'm t- but in a reasonable way, folks. Do not miss, do not misquote me. I'm not a yes, I'm not yes. Fifth childless.
1: graders <laughs> teaching a concept to younger kids or just talking to them. Like, what do you need? That's it doesn't good. have to be music related.
0: Yeah, and you know what? I'm I'm thinking about that right now. Don't the kids listen to each other more sometimes? Better? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they're I mean, the best
1: teachers. They don't need me half the time more that's than good. half
0: the time <laughs> empowerment i'm telling y'all she is the ultimate empower. that's good okay so we got see yourself beyond yourself operate in optimism and excellence utilize all available resources okay this is a big one this is a big one right now In nourish relationships
1: i gotta take time to explain the ballots and what are the proposals to my family because they're chinese speaking and just take the time to to go through that and what that looks like so that they know what they're voting for
0: oh that's good that's good you know what sometimes we get so consumed in the classroom we forget we forget those outside of it we forget those that walk this thing called life with us we forget to make sure that we're being that advocate we're being that activist being that educator for those that that matter most so that's that's powerful. That's powerful. Takes a village. Takes a village. Takes a village to raise a child, but it takes a village to uh, keep a teacher going too. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, when when we do those four things, I think it uniquely equips us to get to that final letter, and that final letter is D. Don't stop. Keep on going. And that's not necessarily anything that we that we set out to do. I think that's the result, and that's the result of being sound. So, uh, if I had like a bell, I need a sound effect. I don't know, we need something, like you're the winner. Like you're the champion. We ought to get the We Are The Champion song going right here because that was, that was masterful. And I'm not just saying that, that was masterful. And I know that that was powerful for somebody that was listening today to get some actionable steps, you know, of what I can do right now because a lot of times it's not deep. It's not deep. It's just a decision to do it. Just do it in this season. So I want to challenge everybody under the sound of my voice not just to talk about it, but to be about it in this season, and to and to be the sound to help change our world. Listen, listen, Alice. I appreciate you so much, like more than you know. Like this has been this has been time well spent. Um, if you could just leave us with a uh, maybe a final thought or anything that you want our audience to know as as they continue to go out there and fight the good fight, whether it's in the classroom or whether it's being a supporter of educator uh, education or whatever they may be. Maybe they're a parent. Maybe they're uh, a guardian of some sort, but but these tools today, this perspective that's been shared has been a benefit to them. What are your final thoughts uh, to just anybody that's listening today and, and who they can be and what they can be in this, in this season?
1: To whoever who is listening, you have the power to activate yourself, your people, the community around you, because your voice is important and you have the power to do whatever it is that you need for yourself as well all of that is so important as music educators as whichever educator as just a human being and then finally there's a phrase in chinese called jiao which means add oil and you talk so much about the fire that we have within us it's so important that we continue to light the fire whatever it is that sparks us allows us to be creative allows us to hear each other to listen to be compassionate and to build and continue building our communities, that's what needs contiguous oil.
0: Yeah. Okay. I got you can't see me. I got the musician stank face on right now. Cause that yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Add the oil. I like that. I like that. How do I say it again? Jayo. Yeah. Jayo all right i like that i like that Ooh, that blessed me that blessed me more more than you realize and uh, i know our listeners today are are blessed and benefited by these words and this time spent together as well so on behalf of sound 180 educators and myself i definitely want to say thank you again allison and, and 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 to all our listeners listen guys <laughs> remember that this thing called life is just a class and the world we live in as crazy as it may be it's just a classroom so whether you're a teacher At heart or a teacher in profession, at the end of the day, we're all educators because an educator is someone who adds value. So keep on going. And remember this, above all else, go on out there and continue to make your classroom sound. Make your teaching epic. And I promise you, I promise you, your legacy will be significant. Until next time, keep on going and let us be the sound to change the world. Mickeysmithjr.com, see the sound. And you hear the sound, heartbeat of that motherless child As we search for love We all need a a smile There's a sound that is so sweet When we hear, child, you belong So let our words of love flow freely Like a river strong, and let us be the sound to change the world. Let us be the sound to change the world. Motherless child As we search for love We all need warmth of a smile There's a sound that is so sweet When we hear, child, you belong So let our words of love flow free Like a river's strong Make our pleasure